straight. Welcome to the late night show of the pod, the Slappy Cut. It's pretty late, mate. It is pretty late. 9pm start. But we're doing it nonetheless. 9.30. 9.30 start, wow. Yeah. Well, we're doing that because you've been setting up some prezzies and yeah. baking a cake. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't have to. Car abroad oh. uh, did the old Coles cake. Man, Coles and Woolies make yeah. some pretty impressive cakes now. Yeah. It's, it's not just the old, the old mud cake. No, they're pretty nice, but mm. uh, it's our daughter's fourth birthday tomorrow, so the house has got presents everywhere, yeah. balloons everywhere, so she's going to be wrapped, mate. Yeah, hopefully not pop in the middle of the night. Yeah, she's been getting up every morning going, can I have my presents yet? Like, Darling, it's in like three days. <laughs> yeah, just relax. It's not yet. Just relax. Three days for a kid that young, so long. Yeah. I remember as a kid, those sort of things, are just you feel like the night before took forever. Forever. Yeah, so she's... She's pumped, so hopefully we don't hear it out there. Yeah. Otherwise, the surprise will be ruined. Yeah. And I'll be in a lot of trouble. If you hear some panic running. Yes. That's why. Someone's got in my <coughs> eye. Oh, I'm good. D- great start. <laughs> oh. Great start. So, hey. apart from the little one's birthday. What's been happening? Man, not a lot. I've recovered from my illness. The ulcer? So yeah. I'm actually, I'm ulcer free at the moment. Was that two ago? A couple of weeks ago. ago. So I had the ulcer and then that led into me. I was away from work for a few days. Oh, that's right. Sick. You come over here and you're sick and infected all my family. No one got sick. It was cold. Bally's been off school for two days. Yeah, it's different. Different thing. <laughs> Thanks to you. No, no, <laughs> different thing. Different thing. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, just been, just been working, man. Got the Swallowing kids starting back up today. Yeah, were they? Really good. I've, um... I did a bit of a, I did a course with the US Kids Golf and then implemented a few of their things today and it's awesome. Yeah, it went well. Yeah, so set up a few putting games which were good. Um, did one on the range, set up like a, a pyramid with the yeah. range buckets. Okay. And just got them to try and knock the range buckets down. That went really well. Yeah, cool. And it worked good with the young kids and the older kids. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, happy days. One of them was, there was one of the high school kids he's been doing for a while and he was really impressive. He couldn't miss the things. Yeah, right. Who's yeah. that? His name's Oscar. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Hit, big boy, hits a strong ball. Yeah. Um, but he was pretty funny. He's hitting him. And I said, man, you're on fire. He goes, what do you expect? I'm always punching out a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. I'm an expert at this. <laughs> so, it was it was cool. And then there's so many other games. So, yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. really glad I did that. Yeah, cool. And implementing all that. So, that's good. hats off to the US Kids Golf. Yeah, just steal their stuff, mate. Mm. It's been really cool. Happy days. So, were you anything exciting? Me? Um, just another week. Just another week. I played golf last Friday. First comp round since October. So. How'd it go? Uh, well, you, so you got a few swing changes happening. Yeah, so... Cur- courtesy of yours truly. Yeah, thanks mate. <laughs> um, started okay. I, I, bo- I bogeyed three holes in a row. Yep. Which is never nice. No. And, Two or three? No, three. And then I proceeded, okay, I found a swing and then parred. Seven in a row, birdie one, parred the last. No, parred, I think I parred from 14 on, 16 onwards, I parred okay. one, 31. Yeah. I think I hit like, I don't know, I would have hit 12 greens in a row after that. Yeah, like, okay, that know. helps. Started hitting that right. Some good ball striking. I was just... Yeah, I just started cutting everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it works well. Slappy cuts. Yeah, the driving was good after I started doing that. Man, well, let's Tigers go to first swing. Yeah. In this game mode, he sets up off the heel and hits a yeah. little heely cut. I don't know why I try and do anything else. You just love, you love a draw. I do, but I, <laughs> it just doesn't bloody work. Well, it does, but oh, not anymore. Not anymore. Not with driver. The game's heading towards fades. Not with driver. We, like I was pumping it past powder. Like Steve Bishop was right. Even though he's a wanker, he was right. <laughs> Jack Powden, he's not the longest it costs anymore. Oh. That's what he told him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He ran into him at, um, 
we was it? At um, the pub in Byron. Mm. And we proceeded to tell Powders he's not a longer sitter and cost golf club anymore. And who is? Probably me, because I can get it past him now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no comment. Um, Took five minutes, I've called somebody a wanker. Yeah, yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's a record, it's the longest you've held out. Um, we got another email this week. Same bloke? Same bloke. <laughs> Chris Clark, he's written in again. So if anyone remembers, uh, you probably would have heard him called Pretzel, or Pretty. Pretty. Yeah. Um, he's the one that drove the par four green and <laughs> proceeded to putt it off the green into the back of the tree, so... He's writing again. Did I get something wrong, did I? Yeah, he said, G'day boys, firstly would like to correct an error on last week's episode. I ended up making a six for my 100 metre putt, so I think he said he made a seven or something I like. did, yeah, I thought he wiped it. So he um, he actually, he just had a six. I was just putting a bit of mayo on the story, yeah. you know? It's, it's still a cracking yeah, story, I've, so never heard, I've never heard anyone getting a hair. It's so good. I've, had, I've seen someone cold top a putt. Have ya? Mm. His long putts, he used to dip. He was quite a good golf. He was playing off probably about five. That's impressive. And Cole topped it. Wow. I won't say his name. Stop, stop embarrassing. What was it wrong with? Uh, <laughs> there's nothing that really rhymes. He doesn't play golf at Coffs anymore. Okay, spit it out. So, no, just in case he listens. Oh, just nice. in case he listens. Uh, well, his name's Adrian. So you can think of all the Adrians and what know, it is. Yeah. So he, he did it. Yeah. Um, he also asked a question. Okay. So what's your preference, stroke or match play? Ah, uh, geez, stroke. You're a stroke man? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so I was a bit torn between the question. I think stroke is the golf in its purest form. And so if you're going into playing tournament golf, you've got to learn to play stroke play. What I love about match play is it usually probably hides the fact if you're chopping it. You hit it sideways and still And win. still compete, right? Yeah. But I find match play really keeps me in the moment a bit better, rather than thinking ahead. Yeah. It keeps me well, shot for shot. Yeah. Well, because you're only trying to beat the person on that Correct. Part. Yeah. Correct. So, it's actually, it puts me in a better mindset to play stroke play. Yeah. But when I play stroke play, I don't get into that mindset yeah. very well. Because I, I, the only thing I hate about, no, I like match play, but in stroke, just say we're playing against each other. Yeah. And there's two holes to go, and just say you're four up. Yeah. I'm like... I can still get him. Yeah, that's right. Like it's still on. But in match play, like okay, it's over. I'm done to one hole ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Match play is funny. I remember. Um, I didn't play a great deal of it. Like, and I remember I was playing a little bit of golf, probably in my late twenties. Not much. Like I play like once every two weeks. Yeah. And Coffs needed a player, and I got a phone call going, "Do you want to come and play match play?" And I was like, "Okay, but what do you expect from me?" Yeah. Like, anyway. We were playing, I forget who it was, maybe Southwest Rocks. And I was playing this bloke and we were just yarning the whole front nine. I think I was one or two up. And I was like, oh, I normally warm up after about nine holes. Like, I didn't practice or anything. I mm-hmm. just rocked up when the first tee started smacking them with him. Yeah. And I was like, normally after about nine holes, I'll get into it. Yeah. And then I went, <laughs> played 10, 11, 12. And I went, got another shot on him. So I went like three, four, three and four up, I think, 11 and 12. So on the third XT, he's like, oh, fuck it. Goes with his bag, pulls out this joint, <laughs> and just says, well, you weren't lying, mate. Starts smoking this joint. He's like, do you want some? I'm like, ah, uh, no, I'm pretty good. Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, the game's over. And just got high. What a legend. Yeah, we played two more holes. He's like, it's over, mate. Let's go. Let's go. We just walked up. It was perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what a day! Yeah, it was pretty funny. Just yeah, hanging out, pulls out this big joint. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I played. This is my first year of match play, <clears throat> and it, there's yeah, there's rumours of stories like this happening, but it actually happened to me. So, I um, I was 12 years old and playing DB4, and we're in the final, so we're playing at a bomb ball. It's the first time I played bomb ball, right? So I was a bit excited playing a big course like mm. that. And um, I got, I, a couple of things happened. The first one was I beat him with about four or five holes to go. And I was really excited because he was driving the cart. I wasn't allowed to drive. Um, I said, I'd really like to play the last few holes because I haven't played here before. No, can't do that against the rules. Like, okay, whatever. So he jumped in the cart. He drives me to the, the car park where my parents were parked. So they're at the clubhouse. 
So he drops me, I get my my clubs off, and then he drives off. And I never saw him. Hey, he did. <laughs> Some bloke from Whoopi or something. Like that. I'd, I'd just pissed off. Pissed off. <laughs> you know what I think made it worse? Is he played one of the par threes there. I forget which one, but he's hit his shot. And it was like a clean shank. And, it's, and when at Bonville, it just, if once it's in there, it's gone. Yeah, you're not going to get it. Right. And so and then he's replaced it, put it back on the tee. So, you know, it lost one, dropped two, holes three. <laughs> Off the tee. Off the tee. Wow. And squared me. <laughs> doesn't count, mate. You lost the ball. Doesn't count. So I think he was pretty ropeable about that, wow. too. So, well, and the way the oh, handicap. I'm trying to think. I I have a hard time with the numbers there, but I think it's one of the first ones you come across. You know, you sort of stuff here goes down the hill. It's only like three or or four. Or it might even be two. Is two a par three? No, nah, two is par four. So it's three. Three. It yeah. must have been the third. Yeah. Like outliers, which yeah. is a pretty horrendous shot. <laughs> um, and another thing I don't think he liked was so the handicap cut off fourteen. Handicap cut off was nineteen. Right, and this is what I don't like about penance because you get burglars like this, and he, he just happened to get stitched up. So the handicap was nineteen, and me being quite young and pretty keen, so I, I got into that cutoff. And then if your handicap changes from there, it doesn't matter, right? Because we weren't playing handicap match play; it was all just stroke, just yeah. stroke. Yeah. And so by the time I got to the final, I was playing off twelve. Yeah. Okay. And so was he. So I think he's stitched his yeah. handicap up and then gone back to playing what he usually should, so to clean everyone up. And then got stuck with his 12-year-old who uh, was playing off 12 yes. as well. Smoked him. Yeah, and then got him. So That's good. Yeah, it's my first year of penance. I was about four foot tall. They gave me an extra large shirt because it's the only one they had. So I had to wear a dress. Right, you can feel that now. Feel the air, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, feeling big. Hey. Feeling big. <laughs> so anyway, I, don't, I hope that quiz up yeah, the stroke I'll, on my I'd rather stroke because you can... It's just never over. And especially, like, if you're playing... Most players cool. Yeah. But if you're playing, like, the pressure of being two up or one up playing the last hole in a big tournament is... Oh, nothing beats that feeling. Because you can always shit the bed. That's right. Like. That's right. So, I, I like stroke play pretzel. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I prefer match play because it puts me in a better mindset. Yeah. So, um, if I could copy my, copy paste my mindset yeah. in my stroke, it'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. But not quite there. No. Uh, no. The PGA recently yes. put out their top... It was the top courses on the PGA Tour. Okay. Right? Um, there was about... They did top 30. Can I have a guess? Okay. You want to start number one? Uh, yeah. So, number one... I sent it to you. Did you even look at it? No. <laughs> um, I reckon it would be like... Augusta, Pebble... Uh, maybe Oakmont, Beth Page or something. Um, that's all I got. I think they're great courses. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I only wrote down the top 15 of the 30. Okay. So you got one and two, right? Number one was Augusta. Yeah. Number two was Pebble Beach. Yeah. Um, Oakmont and Beth Page didn't make the top 15. Really? Yeah. yeah I just, it's, it's all I know. So, I think the only thing I don't like about Augusta is that, like, as mere mortals, we'll never get the experience to play. Bullshit. Where? We're going to play it one day. You reckon? Yes. Hold your tour. We're going to play it. Mm. The sluffy cart goes to Augusta. Yeah. Um, where someone like Pebble Beach, like, it's feasible that you can yeah, go Yeah, just go sell your car and you can go play it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They let me play there for a dollar fifty. Yeah. I mean, it's all my cars worth. Here's a Subi night, so yeah, yeah. Hold on, you might get three dollars. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so number one was Augusta. Yeah. Number two was Pebble Beach. Yeah. Number three was Muirfield Village. Yeah, I said that, didn't I? I was no. thinking Muirfield. You didn't say I didn't it. say it. No. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, Muirfield Village. Uh, number four was Riviera Country Club. Oh yeah, I'd like to play that. Playing there this week. Far out. That looks hard. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that one. Yeah. Pinehurst. Oh, yeah. Number five. Oh. Uh, number six, TPC Sawgrass. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, number seven, Castle Pines. Never heard of it. It's where they play the BMW. Is it? Yeah, Castle Pines. 
Uh, Valhalla. Yeah. Valhalla. Quail. Valhalla. Sorry. Kapalua. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. that rounds out the top ten. Okay. I got five more. So you got East Lakes. Yeah. Uh, Harbour Town. Really? Yeah. Harbour Town. That's where they play the RBC. Yeah. Uh, Colonial Country Club. Mm-hmm. Tory Pines. Yeah. PGA West Stadium. Mmm. So. Pretty nice courses. Yeah. Would you put like? Do you think they're probably based on just pure aesthetics and how they look? Yeah. No, like they're all obviously challenging, but it's not on challenge. If it was on challenge, you'd put like you said, like those Beth Page. Yeah, yeah, that's just on looks. What's that one Ogilvy one at? Wingfoot. Wingfoot. Yeah, you put some of that on their challenges. Yeah. So there's a couple in here that were from like US Open courses. Yeah, it's a heap of them. Um, I'm surprised Harbour Town's up there. Yeah, I guess it's pretty tricky. That's just what they rank. Pretty them. nice, yeah. So they're all great courses. All courses I'd shoot over 90 on. Yeah, same. Mm. You'll shoot 90, I'll probably shoot 85. I think Augusta is the... is a course that I've never played or seen it with, like, live in my own eyes. I don't think I know a course better. Yeah, well, because this is the same place every year. I know. You know, like, I think we spoke about this early on. You you already feel like you have a relationship yeah. with the course. So it's nice. You're ready. I reckon you know what you got to do. It's coming on soon. Yeah, man. I think I'm going to be in Thailand. Welcome to the Masters. I'm going to be in Thailand. Do they show the Masters in Thailand? Don't know. Have to. I hope so. That'd be awesome, Thailand. Yeah. Playing any golf? Yeah, well, it's for it's for it's for golf. Okay. How good's that? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's for a uh, just a brand going over to see some stuff. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Can't say it's a secret. Can't say secret. <laughs> yeah. Secret. I'll, tell, I'll tell you off it. Off air. Secret trip. Yeah. I think I know the trip. Yeah, I think you do. I think I've heard things about it. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Tax write off. Yeah, they're paying for it. They can write it off their own tax bill. <laughs> oh, I love it. I um, love it. Would you change any of those courses in that order? I know it's hard. It's hard to remember. Is this just courses. in the US? That's, they're all US. Yeah, look, mate. I haven't played anywhere over there besides concession and the founders club, so I can't put my two bobs in because yeah. I don't know. And yeah, it's hard to say. I forget, applying. like on telly, like East Lake where the BMW is looks shit to me. Yeah. Like I don't think it's a. It doesn't appeal to my eye. Yeah, fair. Whereas like Oakmont and stuff and. That looks better, but yeah. don't know, mate. Don't know. Can't help you there. Riviera, definitely. Like, oh man, those greens are like hitting on uh, a billiard table. Mm-hmm. Well, little, little sections that you got to hit to and stuff that you yeah. can't just. It's like Augusta, but yeah, not as hilly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, talking about those courses, so number four was Riviera Country Club, mm-hmm. which is where the Genesis is played. The big cat. The big cat is back. Mm. A stat that I couldn't believe when I read it is he's never won the Genesis and he's never won at Riviera. Yeah, right. Mm. So, from what I read, I, I think... I thought this... he would have won there in his prime when he used to... could hit 20 cents. No, so he got close in... So, I don't know I don't know the history of the Genesis Open if it's changed courses ever. Um, but the closest he got winning at Riviera was he had to birdie the last, I think, to force a playoff with. Might have been Els, only Els. Um... And he didn't birdie. He missed it. Yeah, he missed it. Yeah. Um, and then there was, in the Genesis, in the year before, 1998, he uh, he lost in a playoff. Billy Mayfair. Billy Mayfair. Yeah. The worst putting stroke in history. Well, beat Tiger. Yeah, no. I said worst putting stroke. Yeah. <laughs> not the worst putter. No, not the worst putter. But that's it's it has to be... It'd have to play on the back of his mind. He's played there, well, I think it was about 15 times. Yeah. There's not many events he's played 15 times and not one. I reckon there's none. Yeah, I, I think he'd be right. <laughs> I reckon there's none that he's played 15 and hasn't won. And hasn't won one. Yeah, wow. So that's a, a really interesting one. He actually he had a quote, um, also like a stat for you. So his shots gain stat, um, 
for putting was actually his average is a loss of 0.08 strokes. So he can't handle the grain. So <clears throat> 0.08 is a very small number, but his a lot of his shots would come from better putting than everyone yeah. else. Like when he was at his peak, that's where his strength yeah. was. Yeah. And he, yeah, so he's um he had a quote. He said, "Everything here seems to break towards number six. I still haven't figured that out yet." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. He just he can't putt there. It's funny how there's like little. He thinks everything breaks towards towards a certain hole out of Armadale. I was there for a little bit. Breaks towards the church. No, towards town. Town. That's yeah, right. Is a town. In, is a church in town? I think so. I, I got never told went the church. To the church when I was there. So no, no, that's fair. It's town, but it was true. But like whenever you had like a right left, what the hell just happened? You're bleeding. I'm bleeding out of my leg. All right, I think we need it. <laughs> what just happened? It's dry, so oh, it's okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> Make if I start bleeding in my eyes, can you let me know? Oh Jesus! Wow. Anyway. Anyway, continue. The blood's not that bright, mate. You reckon that's? <laughs> it's pretty dull. <laughs> it's good. It's dry. I think you need to get that checked. Get it checked, you reckon? Yeah. A bit dull. Yeah. Should be brighter. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah. Getting my blood checked. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I got told when I played there, everything breaks towards the church. Yeah. So I played in... Well, the, the church could be in town. Could be. Could be. So I played in um, uh, the first North Coast Academy of Sport golf team, and we had the academy games there. Mm. And so we played, and so first day, like, we had a bit of a practice round. I thought the greens were a bit funny, and I asked the... Go on the shop, so can you tell like any tips for the greens or whatever? He said, Mate, everything breaks towards the church. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Anyway, so I go go back Yeah. So the next day, the first round of the time I get to the first time, everything's towards the church. I looked around. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the church? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What I loved about that place, but so anyone doesn't know Armadale, I think it's the highest town. The highest altitude. The goes so far. Yeah, it just travels. Yeah. So there's no air. Just... I used to have, like, if I had, no joke, if I had 200 metres in, I'd hit a five iron. Yeah. And, like, all the old people are like, what are you hitting? I'm like, five iron. They're like, what? I'm like, it's like 170 metres. Yeah, that's right. It's like, it goes. It just goes. From where, from two hours that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't go this mm-hmm. far. Yeah, yeah, you just love it. Yeah, it was so good. It's really good. I loved good. my time up there. Mm-hmm. The driver went forever. Yeah. It's good fun. Excellent. It's a cool little track. So, um... Speaking of tracks, our golf course at the minute is... It's, course is looking prime. Yeah, Maddie and Rexy got it looking smart. They've done a really good job. Yeah. It's good to have that... It's got that definitive, like, rough to fairway. Yeah, but just, not just that. They're actually, like, spraying... Grass out the greens that shouldn't be there. Yes, yeah, like, and they're spraying everything, and it's it's good to see they're taking like taking care, which is nice. I love you, it. You with your you know previous careers and work history, you, you pick up on all of this stuff better than I do. Yeah. So I don't like yeah if it's foreign grass, you sort of pick up, but I don't know about spraying it or whatever else. Yeah. So I just putt over it. And... Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's good. Like, and they've they've been scarifying like fairways and surrounds which have never been done. They've, yeah, you can't get a bad line on the fairway now. Like, no, it's just. It's almost like hitting off a green in yeah. a sense. It's so nice and Yeah, nice. it's been pure. It's really good. So they need a shout out. But yeah. Rexy, if you're listening, mate. You Self-proclaimed tell, number one fan, Rexy. Tell, tell mate he's doing a great job. Yeah. I actually spoke with Rex today and he's going to come on. He's coming on. Because he's been at our club for 30 years. He has. As a greenkeeper, I actually. 30 years it. and he's not even 50 yet. Yeah. 46. Yeah. And I've worked there with him for like four years. Mm. We had, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. You know he's actually got bigger biceps than he does now than when he did when he's in his 20s. He does. He's yeah. been, you could tell, he's been going to the gym. Right. He's looking big. Little Rex. Little Rex. He's going good. Every day's a hum day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fires and tries, boys. Yeah, we would. Actually, I saw like, a, a funny little segment. I was talking to Emma. I said, what, like, She's like just non-golfer. So what's something you'd, you'd listen to on the podcast? Because she listened to the last one and she goes, oh, I'm, I'm going to skip this one. So what's going on? She goes, well, I listened to the first part and I've got to be bored. Because we're talking about club fitting and for some reason. Oh, yeah. I said, just keep listening, it gets better. And she agreed. Once she got past that, it got a bit better. Yeah. But I asked her about um, like what you'd like to hear. And so have you watched those 
videos where they'll ask like an American about Australian slang yeah. and you've got to guess them. So yeah. thinking about talking to my brother-in-law, so I'll record it um, uh, beforehand and give him golf slang and say, what do you reckon? That's a great idea. So he knows nothing about golf. So, yeah. And then to see what his response is, it'll be a good. bit of fun. I like it. So anything else you want to hear, email in. <laughs> the slappy cut at gmail.com. Pretzel. Pretzel. <laughs> Shorty, I haven't heard from you in a little while, Shorty. Where are you, Shorty? Yeah. Actually, we've got to get Shorty on too. Yeah. I, I said once he gets to a certain handicap, we could. What's so his handicap? 14 points, something. What's he got to get to? I said 18. What <laughs> <laughs> he goes out. Yeah. No, so he was off like 20. So oh, okay. So he'll be off 18 or less. Yeah. He's bro- I think he said that, and I think you told me, he said, no, it's going to be 15. He goes, no, I'm 14.6, so yeah. he beat us. Right. So we got to we got to get him on. Okay. And Absolutely. Anyone else wants to come on the podcast? The slappy cut at gmail.com. Yeah. We'll have anyone on. We'll have anyone on, literally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll make it work. Uh, yeah, the big cat's back. Mate, he's back. I can't wait to watch him play. Like, you mm-hmm. hate him. I love him. I like Tiger. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't know if you do. Gorney hates him. <laughs> I don't know if he's. I don't know if his Botox is. If, if it's needed, though. No, it's not. It's like he's been stung on the cheek by a paper wasp mm-hmm. about 4,000 times. Yeah. It's not great. No. But I do love the big cat. He's back. In his new clothing range, Sunday Red. <laughs> Pretty good name, right? He's well, done well. It's creative. A, it's just this, like, a tiger running kind of thing. I, um, I actually quite like it. A lot of people online hate it, but... Who gives a shit what everyone thinks? He could, he could honestly sell potato sacks and people are going to buy yeah. it. Like, he's just that name. Yeah. So he's going to sell plenty. Hopefully, because we haven't seen much of him, hopefully he, um, he's going right. Yeah. He said a tournament a month. We'll yeah. see how that pans out. He'll play this and he'll play the Masters. He'll play the Masters. He's playing one more, I think. <coughs> Players? When's that? After the Masters. After the Masters. But yeah. it just, it makes it hard to get into any sort of tournament form if you're not playing regularly. Yeah. Um, I know he's had years and years of it, but yeah. but still, just yeah. interesting to see how he goes. I unfortunately I don't have big hopes for him at Genesis, <sighs> but you're not a feline person, are you? Yeah, look, I get it. everyone's like, oh yeah, but it's Tiger, and yeah, but you know, everyone's human. Tournament experience is tournament everyone experience. Human. So anyway, wait and see. He could be a bit of a Benny Hogan. Yeah. Big car crash and then... We've got a few of them. He played a... I was reading Ben Hogan's book again the other night. It's a good book. Yeah. And I went and tried to swing like him. Oh, yeah. The next day. No, I just did. It was it was tricky. Yeah. You're not Ben Hogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried to like... Anyway, it's a... You know how in the book that... You like he tries to get your elbows mm-hmm. like this, and he wants your right elbow to stick right by your side. Mm. I did that for a few holes the other day when I had time between lessons. Yeah, it felt nice, but it felt like the club was so far behind me. Yeah, which isn't great for me. No, it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> it not. felt like it was further behind. It's not. <laughs> anyway, so well, it's the book's it's like the five basic fundamentals. Yeah, you know, right. it's good read. Fundamentals, man. They're, you can't overlook it. Anyone that hasn't, like, anyone that's a coach that hasn't read that or anyone that's looking to get into it or doing their time or whatever else, I recommend getting your hands on that book and give it a read. Yeah. It's all relevant, so. <laughs> it's irrelevant four million years ago and it's relevant now. Relevant now. Yeah. He's a man to, he it's worked it out. Fundamentals, man, there. I did, like, a little video on it the other day just going, group, set up, posture, balance, and then, like, alignment. Yeah. You need to worry about that before you worry about radius and ulnar mm. deviation, flexion and extension of the yeah. wrist, laid off like rhyme, etc., bowed or whatever. And oh man, I tell that to anyone that starts golf. I said, I said you might miss the ball and you might not be able to hit it, but I say we're going to get you setting up, and someone's going to look at you and go, that person can play golf. Well, there's no reason why everyone can't set up like a pro. No, that's right. You might not be able to hit like one, but you can set up. We can set you out there. Yeah. We can set you out there. That's the battle. Mm. Actually, we've got a little bit later on some more. I'd like to talk a few tips about, um, or ask you a question about what, when you first started, I know you started young, but you know, if you started playing golf now, some stuff that you'd like to, um, like what would you do differently? What would you do now? I'll ask you that later on. Okay. 
because I spent a bit of time on this. Okay. I want to talk with you first, PJ. <laughs> I'm running out of live players. There's only so many. Yeah. Well, once we run out, we got find something else to do. Asia versus PJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that I've gone through Asian people for my PGA. Oh, have you? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> this will be good. Yeah. All right. Do you want to flip a coin? So you go first. Uh, it was rock scissors paper. Yeah. We do you get one two three shoot? Sure. One two three shoot. One two three shoot. No. Oh, you can go first. All right. I'm gonna throw out my worst one. Then it's. Because is he from Live or PGA? He's PGA and it's S H Kim. Mm. Yeah, S H Kim. S H Kim. So a profound grappler, as it's known by his peers. Well, <laughs> his intermediate level of serum, serum or serum, a Korean wrestling style. All right. Okay. Korean wrestling style. Yep. Also known as the folk wrestling. Alright, it's the folk of wrestling. Are, are these real yes. terms? Okay. Yes. So he, see, <laughs> SH Kim will grapple you to death, okay? He's a grappler. Yep. And these are real. I might not be able to say them properly, but that's real. That is real. Yep. It's the folk of, what did I say? <laughs> the folk <laughs> of wrestling. <laughs> so he's a grappler. <laughs> We've got a grappler. Okay. Who are you fighting? Who are we fighting? I'm going to throw a... Uh, a Japanese man at you from Liv. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna apologise. You might know how to pronounce his name. Probably not. Well, I can't pronounce the first. It's like Jinichiro mm-hmm. Kazuma. Sounds good. So I'm just gonna call him Kazuma. Mm-hmm. So Kazuma, trained by the League of Assassins. <laughs> <laughs> he can be near invisible at night and spits acid from his nose. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you win. <laughs> Acid beats a grappler. Acid snot. Yeah, one down. Alright. Do you know the League of Assassins? No. It's a Batman it. reference. Okay. I mentioned Batman again. I thought you made it up. No, no. It's, it's real. It's a real thing. Alright. You go. Fire away. Okay. I like that. Liv. Okay. Vincent Norman. Oh, yeah. No, you sorry. Know, that's PGA bro- Tour. You know his brother plays... There's Vincent Scott, isn't there? Maybe. Sorry, oh, no, this guy's PGA. This guy's PGA. Yeah, okay. Vincent Norman. Okay, what does he do? What's his perfect move? Like his hero, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent chokes under any pressure and plays dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping his opponent will also play dead so he can steal their green jacket. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, all right. I've got to throw a live out. All right. Thomas Peters. Yeah, this is... <laughs> so as the, as the story goes in the in the legend of Peters, the Belgian-born poet, right, he's a poet, yeah. would often be found breaking into the Essex Farm Cemetery, all right, which is his... It's haunted. Okay. It's haunted by John McRae, allegedly. Okay. Okay, so he was a poet from the war back yep. in the day. Okay, so Peters' secret style... Or fear is being able to talk to the dead and scare the life out of you. Oh. That's an interesting combo because my guy plays dead. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do? I think that's you. Okay. You actually scared him to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Vincent. Oh, jeez. All right. So we might go... Um, we might go... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my other PGA at you. Okay. Tom Kim. Oh, okay. So you've got SH Kim and now you've got Tom Kim. Tom Kim. Yeah. Isn't he going to be a superstar? He already is. Yeah. So allegedly, <laughs> and possibly not true, and possibly made up by my script writer. Okay. okay. Tom Kim, as he is known to us, is a proclaimed swordsman or elite in the form of Korean swordsmanship. All right. Now, when I Googled Korean swordsmanship, <laughs> karate didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> but a link to the Korean puppetry of the penis thing, <laughs> so I stopped. <laughs> That's as far as I got. <laughs> do not Google Korean swordsmanship. <laughs> Whatever you do. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> so whatever you do, you're gonna beat that. But I had to stop. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well down here we've got Lucas Herbert. <laughs> I forgot he was even on there. Yeah. Wow. Raising the Florida, Florida winter grounds. <laughs> even though Florida, Australian. Australian. Raising the Florida, Florida. It makes sense in a minute. Florida winter grounds. Lucas trained under Sensei Dumbo, learning to flap his ears and causing tornadoes and extreme winds. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Oh. oh, no. I like it. Does he live? Yeah. I'm really sorry, Lucas. Please come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my PGA is Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim. So we have SH, Tom Kim, and our Siwoo. So my sources in South Korea tell me that Siwoo is a seven-dan yellow belt in Taekwondo. And yellow, he, is the yellow belt the highest one in Taekwondo? No, it's pretty low. <laughs> and, and he can karate chop through one piece of single-layer plywood. Okay. That's all he can do. He's, he's a little great job. Chop. That's it. That's it, all he can do. He doesn't have much old Siwoo. Okay. He was PGA. So I think this is my last live guy. That makes sense. You'd have two live left. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Charles Howell the third. So who did I just fight then? Herbert. Herbert was your last one. Herbert won. And then you just put, yeah, Herbert won. Yeah. Okay. Here and then go. you just chucked out Siwoo Kim. Oh yeah. All right. <coughs> Who's fighting Siwoo? Charles Howell the third. Oh yeah. I swear we've done him, but anyway. Maybe. But never escaping the shadow of the previous Charles Howes, Charles entered a deep depression and hid in a cave. Becoming a poor man's Batman, his lack of gadgets and fighting skill, Charles' only win was against Glass Joe by split decision. (laughs) You know Glass Joe is? Nope. (laughs) Do you ever play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Mate, no. <laughs> so, Glass Joe's the person you play, you fight first. Who he doesn't throw a punch. He's there to, just so you can get to know the controls. Yeah, right. And his record is um, he's ninety nine losses, one win. Okay, who do you win against? Don't know, but <laughs> that's that's Charles well, Howe's only win. I reckon Karate Chop can beat that. I think so. Right. The, the, the poor man's Batman. The poor man's Batman. I like it. All right, right. PGA. Well, there we go. I'm gonna throw one at you. Yeah. Daniel Berger. Oh, tell me he throws burgers. Like Popeye. <laughs> Berger eats canned hamburgers for a boost of strength. That's how he's fighting. He's just got strength. Alright, so I'm going to throw back Laurie Cantor. Okay. Alright. Otherwise known as Lawrence Ritchie Cantor. He's born in Bath, Somerset, England. Alright. He grew up in a horse trotting stable. Right. Is this true? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and learned the ability of a donkey kick while taking foals for a canter around the stable. <laughs> so here's his little his little, uh, his little uh, fighting superpower is a donkey kick. Okay. Okay. Look, I'm going to give that to you. Perfect. Because the only thing canned hamburgers is going to give you is high cholesterol. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw you my last one. Gray yeah. McDowell. Okay. So, the legend of the Gumax fighting style resonates back to his father's father's underground bare-knuckle boxing matches, where the family of Gumax are known for the jab-jab-hook combo, but from South Ball. Okay. Do you know what that is? It's left-handed. Well, not the celery. You, you just fight your right hand forward. Okay. Jeb Jebel. Yeah. So, JB Holmes in my last oh, JB. So, just a little context about this. So, um, back in you know, 2010, started suffering from a bit of vertigo. Uh, it was found out he had structural defects in his cerebellum. So, the cerebellum is responsible and plays a large role in motor skills. Mm. So he had some surgery um, done on that, had a titanium plate put in, turns out he was allergic to the glue that held it together, so he had to have other surgeries. Yeah. Come back to tour in 2012, so he's doing well now. But you just need to know that backstory for what I'm about to say. I hope you don't pick on his poor brain surgery. Raised by his uncle Sherlock, JB is a master of deduction. <laughs> 
<laughs> his titanium skull makes hitting him in the face a poor life choice. <laughs> he stops fist with his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you win. Well, of course, he's jab, jab, hook. You can't beat that. That's right. You oh, can't beat that. Um, love it. I'd like to take a little break. Okay. Because I've forgot about the blood and scratched it. Now I've got oh, blood on my hands. Yeah. yeah, so I better do that before I wipe it on your clean you house. Your we'll be back very shortly. Alright, you can relax, coffee. You're back. I'm back. You're healed? I've stopped the blood. I wonder what you did. No idea. It's a bit weird. That's alright. So, mate, Phoenix Open just finished. Which is pretty impressive. Mm. Um, pretty cool event. They actually stopped serving alcohol it's because people were sideways. Some pretty funny videos going around. Right. I wonder if that's going to affect next year. Uh, I think... Well... I don't know if they sell new strength over in America like they do here mm-hmm. at sporting events, but maybe. But they race in at the crack of dawn. I'm sure you can drink there whenever. Um, no, fuck it. Everyone's having fun. They are having fun. It sells tickets. Yeah, like, in, as long as people aren't being violent and being dicks, like, if you get, if they get pissed and fall over, who are they hurting? Yeah, that's right. They hurt themselves. Like, yeah. Yeah, you look like an idiot, but. <laughs> <laughs> like that's about it common sense would come into it like it's nobody's fault if you drink too much but your own yeah so very true <laughs> like Australia needs to take a leaf out of that book and stop blaming the bartender for certain people who want more beer yeah you want more beer you can have one <clears throat> but if you're too pissed it's your own fault yep anyway Nick Taylor he won in a, the second playoff hole to Charlie Hoffman yep it's pretty cool watched a fair bit of it um Nick was Number one in strokes game, putting. He was plus 0.89, which is incredible. Like, I think he so holds something 0. like... 0.89. 8.9. Holy shit. Yeah, like, impressive. I think he holds something like... Is that four. per round? No, overall. Overall. Yeah, so like an average of... Well, he started eight ahead of everyone else. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so he... I think he holds like 480 feet of putts or something. But he was strokes game putting, number one... Strokes again total, number one. Um, sand saves, only two from two, but greens and regulation. Out of the four rounds, guess how many greens he hit out of? How many percent? From the four rounds? Yeah. Greens and reg. Yeah. I'm thinking if he's hold that many parts. Well, it's a hard one. So if he's hold that many like long parts, it's either he's hit a lot but not very close, mm. or didn't hit a lot and hit a lot of good parts still. Um, I'm going to go with a... 65%. 82.43%. He hit 61 of 74 greens, including the playoff. Wow. Sansei is two from two. Scrambling, 92%. So he's 12 from 13 scrambling. Wow. So every green got up and down. So he, he's right. he's hit, hit nearly every grain, hold nearly every part. Yeah, so he was um, tied first in birdies. Yep. And tied first in bogeys. Wow. That gets you the win. Yeah. Yeah, but he was, like, incredible. Yeah. He birdied the 8-8-3 holes in a row, so he birdied it to get in the playoff. Yeah. Birdied the first playoff hole, and then birdied it to win. Was it the, f- it was the first playoff? They both hold pretty impressive parts yeah. to continue, so... Yeah. Which was cool. No, but... it was, it's a cool event. Um, cool course, like, it's, um, it's heaps of risk award there. Yeah, Really cool. Is. But Nick Taylor went off, and he's, he's starting... That's a really good golf again, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, just thought I'd shout that out. It's pretty mm. impressive. I like it. Like, wildly impressive. Mm. But, yeah. So, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Okay. And we're going a bit... I had a couple of questions, but I'm just going to narrow it down to, to the one. Mm. Um, we are talking earlier about <clears throat> if you... Let's say it was you right now and you are going to start playing golf. Or, like, knowing what you know about the game of golf now or... If, it's hard because we both started pretty young as kids, so you're not really mm. making a late life choice, right? It's a yeah. Or for you, it's probably your, your family or your dad played, so you tagged along and yeah, whatever else. Yeah, I um, I just sort of ended up at the golf course one day and never left. That's my story. So they couldn't get rid of you. They couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> um, but what would be your recommendation? Someone who's gonna who wants to start playing golf? Yeah. What would be, let's start with like, we'll just, we'll bounce back ideas here, but just if you had one tip for him, someone who's I want to start playing golf, what's one thing you'd recommend? If 
find a coach you enjoy the company of. Yep. Cool. It's pretty cool. much and like. So you re- you like you you find a coach you can get along with, but like your recommendation is see someone get your basics sorted. Yeah, so get your fundamentals sorted. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in a coach. You need to have rapport with. Yeah. Like they need to be a good communicator, but you need to. A coach needs to like. You need to believe in him. Like yeah. you need to understand what they're saying mm-hmm. and. Get I think you've got to get along with your coach. Yeah, for sure. I think I think you can have a... You do it this way or you don't. Um, but I'll find a coach you enjoy, learn the fundamentals, yep. and then get fit. Yeah. Because, and it's it's not that we want people to come in and get fit. It's if you're a lady who's taken up golf when you're, even when you're 30, yeah. if you get your dad's old set, the... the it's going to be too hard to swing the clubs, yeah. regardless of how strong you are. If he's using a rifle 6.0 shaft and you need a graphite, ladies, yeah. no matter how good you swing it, golf's going to be hard. Well, chances are you're not going to swing it well because you're overcompensating and it's, weight. But it goes the other way. If you're a man, mm-hmm. like a strong guy, using clubs that are too weak, golf's going to be hard. Yeah. So find a good coach you like, learn the fundamentals, and get fit. And the most important thing is just have, just have fun. Yeah. Like, don't... It's a sport you can play for life. Yeah, that's right. It's so social. It's fitness. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. So I didn't just give you one. I had a few. Yeah, so I was thinking we go back and forth here. So you've done well. (laughs) I've got nothing left. I've got four. I've nothing left. But I think with the, like, let's just use the club situation. Because I get get this a fair bit. um, Because I do a lot with beginner golf. It's sort of where I... I enjoy mm-hmm. to spend most of my time. So I um, do a fair bit with them and you get that a lot. You know, or my, you know, these are my husband's old clubs or my yeah. brother's old clubs or, you know, my grandfather gave them to me or whatever else. And number one, if they're quite old, like they're blady, you're not going to get results. And then it's if so they are, if, especially if they're too heavy, it's going to wreck your swing and your balance. Yeah, it causes issues. So <clears throat> I always liken it to, so... If they are, to so say, well, let's just assume you want to take up jogging as a hobby, mm. right? And you wear size sevens, right? And your grandfather goes, okay, well, here's my old size twelves. Yeah, you're not going to wear them. Work boots. Here's my size. 12. Here's my work boots. Yeah. put them on. And, and it's exactly the same in golf. Like if you're using those clubs, that's a good analogy. You're trying to jump into size twelves and you're a size seven. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So yeah, very good. Well, I like to use that one because it makes it makes it real. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think from a like a, a playing perspective is just get on the course and play. Like I know there's, there's no substitute for on course. No, like there I know it's none. it is important to um to you know get to the range, hit balls and all that sort of stuff. But you know, if you've got a spare couple of hours, don't make it a range session. I'd make it a course session. I wrote some stuff down the other day about on course lessons and how the course is so valuable. Like there's no substitute for getting on the course, because no, what happens, right. you learn how to play. On the driving range, you've got the one lie, the one stance, yeah. everything. You don't get that on course. It's up no. and downhill. That's right. The wind, pins yeah. are tucked away. You've got to hit a bump and run. You've got to hit a flop shot. You've got to hit a driver. Like, it's, there is no substitute for on-course golf. Mm-hmm. None at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've got heaps of life tips, just in general, because when you said you're going to ask me some tips i didn't know you meant yeah i i text coffee earlier (laughs) and um i was just trying to pump him up a little bit for the for the podcast and so i wrote down a bit of a list of things we can discuss and i said tyler's tip of the decade and he's like what the hell's that yeah do you know what my first one is what's that don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing (laughs) that's my tip of the decade don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing yeah do you know what that means? Explain. Well, it means play cards close to your chest and don't mm-hmm. let out anything. Don't okay. let out secrets. Okay. Excellent. So it's not like a some sort of metaphor for masturbating. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it as take it however you like. Oh, someone told me that years ago because we got talking and about a lot of things and I'm like mate don't let your left hand know what the right hand's doing 
And what that means, like, don't tell all these people the information that that's private to you or that you don't want other people to know. Because yeah. If you tell them, then they tell them. But that's just right. like, yeah. Anyway, you tell two people, they tell yeah. two, and it just expands. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I got, I got a few. These are I'm a life. Look, I just want to make it clear next time. I've a life You always, you, you, we always have a segment at the end called Tyler's Tip of the Week. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm liking these life lessons. Tell me more. Be who you are. Be who you are. And just don't just, be someone else. Man, why? Why try? It's it's. I reckon that's one of those things that's getting harder now because there's so much social media influence. The kids just want to be Mr. People, Beast, for example. People are trying. People and this is going. I don't know how to word this, but people are trying to be authentic mm-hmm. without being authentic. Yeah. So people are trying to manipulate authenticity without yeah. just being authentic, and that's what's happening in the world. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. But my my. My best little one that I use all the time, and I tell this to a lot of people, you choose your attitude. You choose your attitude. I like that. So like, and I I was in a, uh, like a conference thing a couple of years ago and the guest speaker was like, you choose your attitude. I was Mm -hmm. like, what's he talking about? And he's like, if you go through through 10 red lights on the way to work and you're going to be pissed off, right? You got all the red lights, a guy pulled out in front of you, almost crashed into you. When you get to work, you're angry as hell. Mm-hmm. But it's not the first person you see his fault. It's not the second person you see his fault. It's mm-hmm. nobody's fault at work. So you choose your attitude. Yeah. So just because that happened to you there, don't bring that to work. Yeah. And let that ruin everybody else at work's day. When you come home from work, if you had a shit day, don't walk in the door and be angry at your wife because you had a shit day. Yeah. So you choose your attitude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, I talk about that all the time. We're bringing, Tyler's bringing out a book. It's the slappy cut, the life and times of Tyler Corp. <laughs> These quotes are going to be in it. It depends what stories can be in it. I've got quite a few. You've got great stories. <laughs> You've done a lot. I have done a fair mm. bit. I've got some funny ones from Europe, mate, and it's like, I don't know if I should be allowed to put them on paper. Look, when... When we take off, which is going to be any day now, <laughs> listening to these, we'll have like an after dark podcast. Mm. you got to go to the dark web to get it. Crashing cars into vineyards, breaking out of hotels. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> I didn't know no, that. Nothing yet. I was, all, I was a passenger in all of them. You're a passenger? Yeah. No. I didn't do it. No. But yeah, um, when you wrote... Yeah, tip of the decade. I didn't know where you want me to go. Mm-hmm. I've also got Be Respectful <laughs> written down. What? I'll tell I you think what, I was I'll... talking to Ted at the time. I right. son. Be Respectful. Ted. But yeah. Yeah. I'll give you three pieces of advice. Okay. You ready? Um, number one. This is one of my favourite ones. It Just says, golf a lot. <clears throat> this is a parenting one. Oh. And it says that your, <laughs> your, your parenting will outlive you through your children. Absolutely. I really like that one. Yeah. Um, the next one is, if you don't eat, you don't shit. And if you don't shit, you die. So make sure you're eating your food. It's true. Yep. And the last one is actually one from Gandhi himself. I thought he nailed it. And um, actually, I said this at my best mate's wedding. Uh, and it's, it's, love is an honour. Get honour and stay honour. <laughs> They're not golf. <laughs> You ask me for golf tips of the decade and you give me Garni. <laughs> you told me be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had to say something else and I had another one I forgot. Um, bloody hell. Hang on a minute. All right, what is it? Um, yeah, so the one about parenting, right? Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I always tell people is that and I, I'd never say no to my kids. Like, if Teddy's like, Dad, quick, here, footy, quick, I play soccer, quick, I play golf. Mm-hmm. Bally's like, Dad, quick, I play basketball, jump in the pool. I'm always like, yeah, sure. I just drop, well, not all the time, but I normally drop everything and go play. Yeah. And Cara, she's like, I kind of do my thing, then do that. Yeah. Whereas I was like, yeah, bugger it, let's go play. Because this is just my personal opinion, but kids don't remember the time you said yes. They remember the time that you said no. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Like, and no one's told me that before, but yeah. I just remember my old man coming home from work from logging and being in his meal, and you'd get at six thirty at night, covered in sawdust from last hot of breakfast, yeah. covered in sawdust. I shouldn't have said that, but I did. <laughs> and <clears throat> I'd be waiting at the back door with a surfboard gun, and you get home and go, "All right, jump in, let's go." Yeah, and he did it every time. Yeah, but then every now and then he'd be like. I'm buggered, mate. I need to just to go inside and just do nothing. Yeah. And that resonates with you. Yeah. Like, you remember the no's, not the yeses. Yeah. So, yeah, just you kids always remember the no's. Mm. Especially when they just want to have fun. Yeah, that's right. It's not like, can I have lollies or... But, yeah. Anyway. That's a good one. We've turned into a life coaching podcast. We have. Do you have any actual golf advice? Didn't I give heaps? Golf tip, get fit. Okay, please. Learn the fundamentals. Let's <laughs> tell you about group setup, posture, and balance. Yeah, we went through that. Find a coach you enjoy. That was just general. That's Tyler's tip of the week. Course management. Course management. Yeah. I actually wrote that down. I wanted to do a whole talk about it, but it, we, we've got run out of time. Yeah. So, right side of the tee box. If you hit a fade, which side do you go? It's not the left. Mm. If you're right-handed. It's actually a pet peeve of mine. Like. Oh. It's, yeah, so many people just plonk it in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. And so, I like, I believe, like, the fade and draw sort of thing. But also, too, where whichever side the danger's on, if you're not an overly confident golfer... Turn your back to the hazard. Turn your back to it. If you can. Get to that side, and you're going to aim away from it. Yeah, right? aim so, away from it. Um, that's what I always, I always say. And, yeah, just don't try hit the shot you can't hit. No, so I've got written down, <clears throat> play your stock shot. Yeah. So if you know you hit a 10 metre fade or a 10 metre draw, mm-hmm. I want you to go practice next time on course, mm-hmm. hitting the same shape for nine holes yeah. and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Try and hit the centre of green with the same stock shot and just see what happens. Well, that's a big one too. Aim for the centre of the green. Take the flag out and just well, hit the middle. around here, the greens aren't that big. If no, hit, they're not. If you hit the centre of the green, you might have a... Biggest part you got is a 35 Yeah, that's right. All the other greens, you might have a 15, 20 footer. Mm. It's a pretty good chance for birdie. But yeah, like hitting just the middle of the green is such a good play. And it's for everyone. Like, yeah. good golfers will have days where they shouldn't go with the flag. Absolutely. But unfortunately, for a lot of, like, we'll say better golfers, that's why they can fluctuate between shooting three under and shooting 25 over. Yeah. It's because they think they can play their A game the whole time. They attack, yeah. And unfortunately, to a conservative target. Someone asked me, like they, they go, yeah, I was hitting my driver really well, but I couldn't putt. And the next week, I was putting really well, I couldn't hit my driver. And I said, when does it all come together? And I said, once every thousand years, for a lucky individual, <laughs> yeah, everything comes together. It just doesn't happen that often. No. Like you don't get everything to stick exactly how you want no. it to. Um, it's part of the game. You'd be on tour if it did. <laughs> Those guys on tour, on tour, and they still can't do that. Well, they their misses are small. Correct. Yeah, correct. Are you getting club for tomorrow? I am. I am. G four thirties. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I, I, I probably need them. So you're going to get the blueprint tours from seven to wedge, mm-hmm. and then the blueprint s's from. Three to six. Well, I've already got a three, so it'll just be four to six. Four to six. How many clubs are you going to have this year? Mm, I've made that mistake. thought I'd play two three-hines. Are you going to get... Man, those new wedges look nice. I hit the ping... I'm getting new wedges too. I hit the ping today. Mm. They've got a high... The H is high. Yeah. And the B is... I don't know what the B was for. I didn't look at it. Didn't look at it. But they dug. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but the high was good. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. Get into it. like I, I got the i five nines and I love them. But hollow, they sound so yeah. Hollow. I you don't really sort of realize what you're missing. Like I just I love the look of the i five nines. I mm. think they're awesome to look at. Um, but I was hitting some of those those blueprints the other day, and just the feel is just like I've missed this. I've missed that feel. But they're not even the blueprints aren't. They're a cavity back. Mm. But they just, they've got a buttery feel. Oh man, I just, I've missed that. It's just that like a the club's complete sort of feel, not that hollow, um, you know, aluminium stuff feel. So. Yeah, right. Anyway, I'm pretty excited. Oh, 
I tell you, my dad, I had my dad in yesterday, just a testament clubs out. Mm-hmm. He pulled his hemi and almost snapped his hemi. Oh! <laughs> so, we were in there, when he was hitting some the new Callaway, so I just wanted to see how, like, his swing speed being old, like, he still gives it a fair ride. Like, mm-hmm. he was getting up around 85, 86 for a 7 on. That's all right. Still, yeah. Sure. But, and he was going for it, and he, <laughs> and he gets the three wood and he's like oh my hemi's a bit tight I'm like yeah just take it easy and he launches <laughs> this three wood and he's like oh oh my hemi <laughs> and I was like I was like oh no you've done it he snapped his hemi but then he, he proceeded to hit a few small mm-hmm. shots and chip shots but man just a slight tear far out <laughs> like, oh no oh no I've done the hemi man you're braver than I would than I am I'd never coach my dad to play golf but again I come from a non-golfing family and I've played golf with dad once he doesn't yeah. do he doesn't do well no that guy's good mm-hmm. but he's busted cause he's um he's ruined he's got both shoulders have been done a couple of times his ankles are busted he's from 40 bees all because he used to be a logger sawmill he the big saw like I mean like a yeah. eight foot saw his glove got stuck when he was operating and almost cut his two, like his uh, index and middle finger off his left hand, but it just shaved his knuckles. Oh. So he can't, like, close them properly. Yeah. So he's got, like, a funky grip. Yeah. It's all right. We tweaked it. So it's a, they're a bit apart, so there's real handsy, but, but he gets it done. Mm. But he's been playing shit out, so... <laughs> Hopefully the days are tomorrow. Hopefully Thursday he's not the, uh, the drinks... Purchaser again, I should yeah, say. Yeah, okay. Hoping for the best for him. Yeah, no, it's pretty wild. Oh, he might have to find a new coach. He will. Um, hey, yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Ask me what my mental tip of the week oh, is. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, how you been mentally this week? No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I've been mentally very good this week. Yeah. I had a massage yesterday. Really? Mm. Yeah, I went and so, hang on a remedial massage. I think you could be having a midlife crisis. You go massage Am I yesterday, yeah, midlife, <laughs> massage, and then today you went to the gym. Mm. Did your car know where to go? Driving to the gym. Nowhere to go. Yeah, it was weird. I um, I was heading that way and it started to pull into Domino's, <laughs> but <laughs> it told me hotel. Mate, I've been yeah. feeling good, and then yeah, um, good. that massage is something I've been trying to, I wanted to have done for a while. Um, and I'm like proper once I went and saw like a remedial yeah not just a $20 back and she really she really dug in and I feel great so good movement and stuff like that but it's just amazing they sort of hit these spots and go how's that and you go oh god like and it's amazing like they'll hit one spot and then the pain sort of radiates like down your whole arm it's like well that's yeah my arm sore because I do I get sore shoulders so I have muscles in my near my scapula don't activate you got double cross syndrome mate double cross syndrome (laughs) what's that well, your shoulder sword and your head sword. Yeah, well, it's yeah. called double cross. Uh, it's called being a, being a what millennial, whatever it is. Yeah, double crossing, right? Yeah. So this is crossing, this is crossing. This back. She was going through that, so she was saying a lot of that, and then she like even she said like golf posture where you're a bit more mm. more that way. So she said just whenever you're teaching, just make sure you pull your shoulders back. Just remind yourself, do it every so often. Stand the door, stretch mm. your chest. Yes, so I've been doing a bit of that. Right. Um, but yeah, mentally I feel really good, but... Mental tip of the week. Ask me, yeah, mental tip of the week. What's your mental tip of the week? Embrace the challenge and never give up. Copy. Alright, that's it. <laughs> I think that explains itself, right? It does. Embrace, Embrace the, the challenge, challenge and never give up. up. If you start bogey-bogey, your scratch golfer starts bogey-bogey and you give up, it's not going to get worse. Well, you don't need to, but isn't it back to where you started? Correct. But, you know, if you get in your own head and you're in trouble. How many times have you had, like, three bogeys in the first four holes and shot, like, three, two, four under? Oh, it happened. All the time. That's what I should under par. Man, I've had... The expectation go out the window. I've had times I've started with, like, three or four birdies in a row and finished five over. So... (laughs) (laughs) You would have been pretty happy those days. Oh, yeah, no. Went home a happy chappy. (laughs) Anyway, this has been most enjoyable. It has. We'll um, we'll record a bit earlier next time. I like this. I like this. You like it? Well, I can get a few beers under well, my belt, and you can you can get a bit of writing done. Yeah, I, I don't actually, mind. I actually have like for anybody at home. I actually have two pages full of notes, and generally I have a third of one page. Well, let's like before we leave, 
break down our whole podcasting sort of setup for everyone. So, as far as like ideas go, because we both work full time jobs, yeah, and <laughs> this doesn't pay out. We both have family family life. Pay my caravans, and um, until this can rake us in a living age, it's going to be writing down notes, you know, half an hour beforehand, and. You know, texting each other an hour before and saying, what do you, what do you think about this? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Mate, yeah, like, just so you know, do you ever think this is going to pay out the bills? I've got a feeling. Okay. I've really got a feeling. I think Joe Rogan should look out. Sweet. Mm. Okay. I'll yeah. be confidence. But Joe Rogan, if you're listening, the slappy cut at gmail.com, we'll have a collab. I'll fight you. <laughs> You say you seem don't think a lot of people are liking it with like jelly arms or custard arms. Custard arms. <laughs> I think he's actually got arms. Yeah, so. no, I'm not fine. <laughs> if he wears pads and he's he's not allowed, he's not allowed to kick me. Yeah, you'll find him. No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got to wear like massive boxing gloves. Yeah, okay. And I get bare knuckle. Okay. Then I'll think about it. I think we can arrange it for charity or something. Mm-hmm. For charity, not just for fun. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right, coffee. It's been great. All right, thanks, mate. See you, man. <laughs> See you guys.